Welcome to Season 3 of the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm excited to share with you the stories of clients and professionals on their personal, functional core and pelvic floor rehab journeys, as well as so much more. We're passionate about helping you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Welcome back to the Tummy Teen Journey podcast. It's Kelly Dean here, and I have a client interview for our podcast today with our online client, Micah. Micah has done one of our online programs, Core Foundations, as well as done at least one. I thought we did more than one e-session together. Um, And then she's now in our Floor of Your Core course. So I, um, I really enjoyed how Micah really absorbed the information and applied it to her life. And I asked her to be on our, our podcast and she agreed. So thank you, Micah. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I, I love hearing um, stories of different people. Um, I, it's, it's powerful, I think, for us as a community to know we're not alone and to know that, you know, to relate to one another. Um, it's also just good for me to see how this work impacts different people differently. So tell us a little bit about your background. Like, tell us, you know, about you. Who are you? Do you have kids? What What was going on when you started looking for help? Yeah, um, so I'm 35 and I have four children. They're about 11 and a half to two years old. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom with them, and we also farm, my husband and I, mostly like grass seed and hazelnuts, um, and so, and we also run a few cows, and um, I've just, I've always been a really active outdoorsy person, so just very, um, especially in the summer, we're just always going, and um, I started looking for help, I think it was around six years ago, probably soon after my third child was born. Um, I heard from a friend about this thing called diastasis and I thought maybe that's what's wrong with me. (laughs) Um, I hadn't really, you know, I think I've, I read it probably, um, you know, like in all the books you read before you have a baby and it's like some random thing that could possibly go wrong. And (laughs) we talk so briefly about it and it's like, there's, there's not a lot, not enough information about it. Yeah. It seems a little obscure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I felt like after he was born, I had never completely closed like my stomach, um, in the center. And, um, what were your symptoms back there when you said, Oh, I wonder if that's wrong. What's wrong with me? What were you feeling at that point? Um, I would say it was more, um, just like, like my stomach just never, never closed. I don't know that I felt really symptoms yet then. Um, oh, it's just, it didn't look right. Yeah. And it didn't feel right. You know, the yeah. center of course. Um, and so it felt kind of like I would never be normal again. <laughs> mm, um, yes. and, and I think, excuse me, I think I was afraid of hurting myself too, you know, like, um, this isn't right. And so I felt, I felt more fragile. Yeah. Um, because of that, but I didn't really you know, of course you slow down (laughs) the older you get and the more children you get, you don't, you don't do as much active stuff. Um, but I, I feel like that contributed, you know, to that. Um, and I imagine that's hard when you have a farm and you, 
you know, you have have three kids now, you know, you you can you can slow down some, but mm-hmm. your life has certain level of demands. Right. Yeah. So I had like um been at my I, I went to like a midwife that had delivery rights at the hospital. So they're very medically oriented. And I was there and I just said, you know, like, I just wondered, do I have this thing? And she was like, oh, yeah, you do. She thought it was about. Yeah, she she just told me that I had I had it. And I was like, OK, um, what do I do next? And she was like, well, you could look at physical therapy. And so I started searching for someone. <laughs> now, she didn't sound very helpful or optimistic that that would be helpful, right? No. It was kind of like, you yeah. had to lead it. Will you look for this? Yes. What does this mean? Now, what do I do? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's frustrating. Yeah. And that was before baby number four? Yes. Okay. All right. And so then what? So you started, did you, you started researching and looking at that point, but you didn't find us then. No. Um, so my sister had gone to a local PT. Um, she was actually like neighbors to my parents. So I was like, oh, she'll be comfy. (laughs) And, um, she was like a sports therapist. Okay. And, um, I don't know the name for it, but it was, she also did like some abdominal work, you know, like, like abdominal manipulation. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, and she was like, well, I don't know a lot about this, but let's see what we can do. Um, and so she gave me different things to do. Um, I can't remember. It's long enough ago. I can't remember exactly the type of exercises she gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, at that point, I think I had about a three, three and a half finger width diastasis at my belly button. Um, and I felt like, and she told me my core was very, very weak. Um, and so I felt like just doing the things that she gave me, I did feel stronger um, with those things, but she did give me some crunch type moves. Mm-hmm. And um, I also ended up, yeah, I, so I, I went to her for that. And then I also ended up going back to her because I fractured my ankle um, sledding with my children. (laughs) And, um, I, I wore a boot for eight weeks and it, that's when I started having those, like all my symptoms, like major, my back just went out with that. So I went to her for that also. Yeah. Um, So you, so you had some knowledge, you knew something was going on. You found somebody that knew some things and, and then, and then how long from then till you, had baby number four. Um, so that was probably about three years from the time that I went to her until I had my fourth. Okay. And then did you notice, did you have, did you notice anything different with that pregnancy because of having that functional core weakness and the diastasis? No, I didn't. Um, it seemed similar to your other pregnancies. Yeah, very much. And then what, when, at what point did you find us in your journey? So I actually first heard about you about nine years ago. <laughs> um, I, with my second child, I had an emergency C-section and it was about three weeks after she was born. Um, the C-section was very 
well, the, the birth was very traumatic and the C-section was very painful, like the healing from it and stuff. I just, I didn't feel like normal again until at least a year after. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so three weeks after I was finally able to like sleep in my bed, laying down and <laughs> um, a really good friend was getting married. And so I went to the wedding and, you know, of course I'm probably like humping around because I wasn't well. <laughs> and um, one of my, uh, my husband's cousins, she has worked with you. And she, I remember her telling me like, um, you know, the stuff that, that your therapist is telling you isn't good. I've used this thing called the tummy team and you should really look into it. And I think at the time, like I was so emotionally drained and physically drained and I think I just, I just shut her off. I was like, I don't know what hokey place you're going to, but I have a therapist and I don't really care that. (laughs) Um, There are times where we just can't receive new information. (laughs) Yeah. And it makes me so sad because that is the time that I should have started. (laughs) Cause I, I think that's when everything started going downhill was after that C-section. Um. a lot of trauma and a long recovery and that kind of trauma leads to disconnect and but you were still busy mom and you still did a lot of stuff so your body finds a way to do what you want it to do yeah whatever resources it has yeah and after a while those kind of secondary secondary resources start to quit Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah so you had baby number four Mm mm-hmm what were you, how were you, at what point, I, I saw you like, was that baby about a year when we started, when you started Core Foundations? He was almost two. Almost two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I had um been with this first physical therapist and then she retired. So she sent me to another one. Okay. And I, she was a little bit different. She had a little, a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, maybe a massage therapy type technique more. And she gave me lots of exercises and things like that. Um, So I believe before her, um, so I said I had fractured my ankle. And after that, my back just went out. And I'm not a chiropractor person. Um, And so I had tried, I mean, I I have gone to the chiropractor, but it's not something I regularly do. So I didn't have anybody. And I was like, oh, I just need to go get like crunched and then I'll be fine. (laughs) So (laughs) I went to someone, someone recommended and he crunched and he also had somebody there training with him. And there was something about him that just, it made me kind of afraid. Like I will not, I will break (laughs) if he ever, you know, it just didn't feel good that time, like getting crunched. And I was like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to try something else. So mm-hmm. I think that that's when I went back to my first physical therapist for that issue. And then she retired and sent me to someone else. And um, I was with her for probably a couple years. Um, and I feel like she really helped me. My my diastasis did go down, but it just never quite closed. And I always felt like I, I dealt, excuse me, I dealt a lot with um, just like mid back pain, uh, bra line area especially under my right, my left shoulder, um, shoulder blade. So like standing at the counter cooking, um, you know, you're carrying heavy children, (laughs) 
Um, just basically everything that a woman does to keep her home is like heavy lifting or standing, you know, and that's, that was, um, by the end of the day, I just felt like I was shot and I had no, um, no stamina to just keep going, especially, you know, days where I was like in the kitchen all day or, um, things like that. And I just was like, I can't keep doing this. I have to do something, um, to try to get over this hump. and. Anyway, and so my sister-in-law had done your pregnancy course and I was like, you know, I just need to check into them and just see what it's like. And so that's when I started in um, November. Okay. Yeah. Slowly, finally. Yeah. <laughs> your way back. It's interesting. I I, I have a, a marketing uh, guy that works with me and he was like, he's like, you know, um, how long does it usually take from, from when people first hear of you for them to commit? And I said, well, if it's a man, 24 hours, if it's a woman, eight years. Wow. <laughs> and I don't know if it's quite eight years. It was a little bit yeah. of a joke, but a lot of people say, oh, I heard about you a long time ago. I've been following you for years. I've been looking at your stuff for the last you know, three years, four years, two years. And, and now, and then, and then they almost always are like, Oh, why, once they do it, why didn't I do this sooner? Um, yeah. I don't know if we just build it up bigger in our head that it's going to be this big investment of time and energy. And we're so depleted. We don't have the energy or we think we don't have the time. I don't know what it is. And and I'm trying to help people realize, and I'm actually trying to create resources that are smaller bite-sized pieces for Mm -hmm. recognizing that we've all been in that season. I was in that season where I was like, I can't, I, I remember trying to get another colleague to go and figure this out. Um, because I told her, I said, I don't have the capacity for new learning right now. And, and, and she's like, well, you will, and this is your passion. You need to be the one that does this. And I remember, and now I'm like a sponge for new learning, but at the time, and I didn't recognize, I thought it was just a stage of motherhood I was in. But what I've learned now is when you have a weak and disconnected core, the amount of energy your body is exerting just to get through your everyday life sucks your mental capacity. Mm-hmm. It it sucks your emotional capacity. It makes it harder to think, to be emotionally present, to care when somebody's crying, like all of that stuff. We're, we, but when we get that grounded feeling back, that almost allows everything else to work the way it's supposed to work. Not that there wasn't some, you know, little kid fatigue thing going on with my brain. But I really think now that my disconnect from my core was making it too hard for me to process stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to recognize how can we meet moms at that place where it's just enough, just a little bit that's enough without feeling like, you know, maybe too much at once. But anyway, all that to say, I'm glad you finally came back around. So you you researched it and you knew Core Foundations was the the next step for you, or did we do an e session first and then you did Core Foundations? What was so the I, actually, I actually did your fifteen your free fifteen minute consults. 
that's actually probably what sold me was, (laughs) was being able to just talk to somebody that quick just to say which one I should do because you look on that and it's like I have no idea and I got all the problems I need all the courses <laughs> yeah well and like um I'm I'm a I like people in person to go online for me feels um I guess kind of scary because it's like you don't know me what if I'm not doing this right like um just to yeah I like to have a person there just telling me what to do um and so I think that that thing of like, I can just talk to you and have you say, I think this is your best bet. And um, that that really helped me get started. And I um, was able to do that pretty quick in that 15 minute yeah. consult. You told me your story. I knew exactly where you were at. And I felt pretty confident in telling you your starting place. And I mm-hmm. think that, that that helps a lot of people. And also just to talk to a real person. I think that that does. But then once you started the course, you realized that it's not quite as scary, right? It's just like you were talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I felt like I knew you then. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I talk to the camera just like I'm in the room with you. And, you know, and just, you know, I I kind of envision who this person, you know, in the room, what they needed to hear and what what's going on. So I get that a lot that people are like, oh, once I got into the, the videos, it's like, oh, it's just like, you know, I'm in the room with Kelly and she's telling me what's going on and, and it feels very digestible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how, so you started core foundations in November and at that point you were, it was overall fatigue and back pain were probably the things you still had a lingering diastasis, but you were just feeling weak and exhausted. Would you say that that sums up where you were at or were there specific things that were also happening that you were worried about? Um, I think it was more just that I felt like I had no stamina, not so much um, like, you know, I think uh, the the PTs that I had worked with, they were great and they helped me a lot. Um, I feel like I was much stronger than what I was. So it was more the stamina at the end of the day, you know, like I'm just toward the end of the day, my back would start hurting. Um, yeah. And then also oh, the diastasis not closing. Endurance. Functional endurance. You're missing uh-huh. functional endurance. Yeah. yeah. And then the diastasis not closing and knowing that, I mean, yeah, if, if I let that go down the road, it can actually cause a lot more issues yeah. Um, later. Yeah. So you started the course and what, how, how, how did you feel about it? Tell me about those first couple of weeks of how I teach and kind of how we implemented things. Did that, was that a little bit different approach? Did that resonate with you in a certain way? Um, so I think, you know, right at first, I, I mean, I've been, I've been going to a, the PT and a lot of the things that you were saying, I mean, I was used to that type of thing already. Um, I think when, when I first started, I was like, oh my goodness, this is easier than the regime that I've been on. (laughs) Um, I was like, I can do this. This isn't hard. And I really, really liked the way that you integrated it into the day because I just had such a hard time trying to fit 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening. And you're like, if the children, the little ones are around, they're climbing on me or, you know, that type of thing. Um, and so I just, I was like, and, and it really made sense. Like, you know, posture. I mean, I know 
I think the biggest hurdle for me was having to use a pillow on the couch <laughs> because I was but like, I literally right now. <laughs> yeah. I, well, and like you said, your body gets used to it and then you have to have it. Um, but I remember like sitting here and I looked over at my husband and I was like, this is ridiculous. I am not going to keep doing this because <laughs> it was so uncomfortable, but I was so desperate. And you know, like you're, I, yeah, you're on the course, you have eight weeks and like, I have to do it. So mm-hmm. I did it. And after a while it was like, this feels good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You have a new normal. And you realize neutral doesn't feel normal at first, but once it does, it's like you can't live without it. You're yeah. like, oh, that, that doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. 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 How um, long did you, how long were you in the course before you started to feel an improvement in your stamina? Um, so I would say like, you know, as, as it kind of goes on, it actually started getting a little more intense for me because it was just like a lot to remember, a lot to change. Um, and it, I think it, it felt good, but it it did feel like it was, it kind of built up in intensity. Mm -hmm. And actually for me, I mean, I, I guess I started feeling stronger and I think, I forget when you do the first assessment. Um, uh, you do the very about, one in the first week and well, then you the second do assessment at four weeks. Okay. So I think when I did that four week assessment, I did not see much change just in my waistline, in my diastasis. Oh, I should have said that that three and a half finger diastasis, I had gotten it down to about one and a half. Okay. Um, with my other people, I don't remember if I said that or not, but, um, So I did not notice much change there. And that was really discouraging for me. But then I think it was after that that I talked to you. I think I did an e-session with a bunch of questions and stuff. And that was really helpful. I think you had kind of said, you know, like, that can actually take a really long time over your belly button area because it's deeper. Um, And once you get down to that one and a half. That, that one, you know, it's so much smaller. Now we're looking at the strength and integrity of the muscle all day long. And then over time, it thickens up, you know. Um, so that's not the only measuring point, I think, mm-hmm. is what I wanted you to focus on. It's like, let's look at all the other um, areas mm-hmm. we measure as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was really helpful, I think, talking to you. Um, and as I was finishing it up, I started having back pain again, like that Mm -hmm. mid back. um, And it was like worse than when I started. (laughs) Um, And I I think I emailed you different times like, oh, what do I do? And I listened to one podcast where the lady had said that she just threw herself into it and ended up putting her back out. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I'm doing these too strong because I felt really strong going into it. Like I'd been doing exercises. Um, you know, I, I was like, oh, this will be simple. I, you know, I can easily do these. And I wonder if I actually was weaker in a lot of areas than what I realized because I was exercising the wrong things. Yeah. I think that what commonly happens is that most, most PTs progress 
people beyond their core strength a little too quickly. And so our body starts to build other muscles to compensate for that without even knowing it. It's just we we progress a little too fast and don't get the core really solid. So now the back muscles, the chest muscles, the thigh muscles are starting to do some work, which is not necessarily bad. We want all those muscles to be strong. But what can happen is we start just getting a little bit of an imbalance where these muscles are strong and this muscle's not quite as strong. And then we start doing a lot of postural work and alignment work. And the muscles that are required for the posture and alignment are subtle, slow twitch, endurance muscles all day long, not real big, tense movers. And if we're in the mode of, oh, I know how to use these muscles, and we're recruiting our big mover muscles instead of our deep stabilizer muscles, then it can actually create back pain because it's like this tug of war. We need that internal kind of network to be really strong so that the rest of it has has movement. And, and uh, I think a lot of time people feel like, oh, this is so easy. A little is great. More is better. And they start tensing up instead of letting it be like a soft activation. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and less can be more like, I, I mean, I, I always will use the analogy that our neck holds our head up all day long and it's not tense. It's not like the muscles aren't sticking out of it. And if it was, we'd have a headache, right? Mm-hmm. It's usually soft and, but it's still holding us up all day long. It's not like even at the end of the day when we're, you know, relaxing, we're not like putting our head back, our head's still up. So if, if this was tight all the time, then I, it would be too much. And postural muscles should be on, but not it's mm-hmm. a lighter more than a tighter feeling. Mm-hmm. And so trying to find that that balance out. And this is where there's a good thing about being online and being independent. And there's a bad thing about being online and independent. You know, the bad thing is I maybe could have seen that a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is when people figure it out on their own body themselves, they're their application of it is way more effective than if they needed me to point it out for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's, 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 you know, a little, it's a little tricky there. So what, what helped you because are you still dealing with that mid back pain or is it, is it better now? So I feel like it's kind of on and off. Um, So I had, I had listened to that podcast where that woman mentioned throwing her back out and I was like, well, maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Maybe Um, I just, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to get strong and I'm going to do this quickly. (laughs) Um, and so I know that I really like threw myself into the stretches and, and into the exercises. And it was like, once I really backed off and even kind of gave myself a day or two of a break from very much, it really went away. And, um, I feel like, you know, I'll have days where toward the end of the day, I won't hardly even feel it. Um, but then I feel like each time I'm like, okay, I'm doing each time I have to start in again. Um, I feel like I can do just a little bit more. Yeah. But then I get carried. I, I feel like it's so, it's so subtle, <laughs> but I get carried away again. Like, okay, I'm stronger. I can do this. And then, you know, like, uh, 
the, like when you say to do like the arm spins or mm-hmm. whatever, um, I can only do like, you know, just a few of those at a time or else I feel it in my back. And I yeah. had kind of worked up to, you know, like eight spins and I must have just done a little too much, but it's mm-hmm. like so tiny. And then the next day I'll feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like right now I'm kind of at a point where it's like, Hey, I'm kind of slacking off again and trying to just take it easy. Well, I want to change your, 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 um, verbiage a little bit from slacking off and instead insert the word recovery. Mm -hmm. Our muscles respond best with built-in recovery. Our body responds best. If we didn't sleep every night, you know, we wouldn't be very functional, right? Mm -hmm. Sleep every night. And that provides a certain amount of recovery for our brain, for our system. We need to sleep every night. Muscles that we're asking you to use and rebuild do ultimately have the capacity for all day activation. But if they haven't been in that position for a while, I find that rest and recovery um, either throughout the day or or what people call slacking off, but giving your body a chance to rest and recover, mm-hmm. before you ask it to do it again, it responds mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And we live in a power through life culture, more is better, faster is better. But that, that kind of up and then let it recover and then up a little bit higher and then let it recover and then up a little bit higher and let it recover. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I think, a better way for our body to work. And I notice this even in in the athletes that I work with or or athletically when I'm trying to push myself to meet a goal, if I don't give my muscles enough time to rest, I'm not going to perform as well the next time. Mm -hmm. So, so sometimes we go to the point of fatigue. Um, but often if we go up to the point right before fatigue, give our body some rest, then we go a little bit higher the next time without having to fight against it. Mm -hmm. So, so in your mindset, shift that word from slacking off to my body requires this amount of recovery to perform better the next time mm-hmm. and, and, and giving yourself that, that permission um, to honor the rest and recovery cycle of your, your rehab process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and I, I think it, it is very much of a mindset because I just thought, you know, like, Oh, eight weeks and I'm going to be all better. <laughs> and, right. um, and so, you know, the harder I work, the quicker it will go. Mm-hmm. And I think I still, you know, I, I still deal with that. Like, Oh, I must've been going too strong again, you know? And, um, um, but I, I did, I do find that, that, that each time I can do a little more. Yeah. Even though, yeah, I'm, the I, other I thing- myself too much. Yeah, the other thing that at this stage of your rehab process, and and really at a lot of stages, but I think this is a perfect stage for you, is one of the things that we call physical attunement. So attunement is kind of a a term that counselors use for um, our ability, you know, our our connection to our primary caregivers. So usually our mom, when we were little, how if we cried, how quickly did our mom respond and respond appropriately to our needs and from there we develop a certain sense of trust for the world around us as an infant and as a child if if our needs were met appropriately and timely manner right 
there's a physical attunement that I think about be, this relationship between my body and kind of my my brain, right? And when my body says, this hurts, how quickly do I respond and how appropriately do I respond? If this, if this or this is starting to be difficult, am I overshooting it and go, oh, I'm not going to do anything? Or am I ignoring it and powering through it? Or mm-hmm. am I saying, huh, I maybe just need to stretch and reassess for a second, take a couple breaths, and then say, oh, can I keep going? And then kind of have this communication back and forth with your body. Is it an all or nothing situation? Is it like I'm done for the day? Or is it, hey, I just need a little quick pit stop or a little stretch or a little movement. I need to change position. I need to change my head placement. You have so many tools that you've learned throughout this this process, but also through your whole other process and stuff that you probably learned, not even from a PT that you've just learned about what works for you, right? Responding to that in a timely manner and in an appropriate manner builds up confidence and trust in your body to go, oh, I can go a little bit longer because I know my body's not going to shut down or I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to, I can take a break when I need to. It's that learning what's going on in your body. And I think that that's, that is um, the, the big picture of a lifestyle of self-care. It's, it doesn't end after eight, eight weeks because you're going to have a new season where your kids are at a different age or you're doing a different task on your farm and your body needs to do something new or you're, you know, you're pregnant again and your body has to adjust to this. And it's really understanding how, what does my body need and what tools do I have to respond to it? When you had no tools, the only option you had was to power through or to give up. Those Mm -hmm. were your only two options, but you have a ton of tools between those two spaces now. And that's where, that's what I hope for people to get to is to go, oh, what is my body saying to me? And what tools do I have to respond to that appropriately? Mm -hmm. And I think that you're learning that without me describing it, you're learning that intuitively. um, But maybe I just want to make sure that you're learning it without shaming yourself like you did something wrong. This is just how our body progresses. It's a little bit up and down, a little bit up and down, ultimately getting you know, from point A to point B, but it's not always a sh- a straight line, you know, there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I know that um, you mentioned like giving your body a rest. When I do take the time to like relax those muscles and do the stretches and stuff, um, I'm good to go for a little while again. You know, it's not the end of the day for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's making myself stop, like you said, not powering through because often it's not a good time to stop. <laughs> um, it never is. But yeah. when I tell people, what if it? What if I'm just saying it's like a fifteen second stop? You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes it doesn't have to be a big stop. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it does, right? But sometimes it doesn't have to be a big stop. It could just be like I'm gonna. I'm going to roll my hips for a second. I'm going to reach up overhead. I'm going to do a couple belly breaths. And now I'm going to see how my body feels moving forward to finishing up, you know, washing the dishes or, you know, carrying this thing in. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and often we've built it up to be bigger or it is a bigger amount because we powered through and now we have to stop a little bit sooner. So I'm going to give you this little NASCAR racing analogy. Okay. Um, I love this analogy. And so I'm not a big fan of NASCAR, but we've all know exactly kind of how it works. So NASCAR, you know, they're going, they're, they're on a, they're on a race. They're in a race. It's busy. And um, they have to time their pit stop just right. Now, if on every lap they stopped at the pit stop, they would not win the race. They would not get very far. If, they went 30 laps without a pit stop. That pit stop's going to be really long. They're going to have to replace all their tires. They're going to have to do all the stuff. It's going to take them a long time at that pit stop and everybody's going to get ahead of them. But the people that win at NASCAR time their pit stops just perfectly. They're racing the race and they're like, okay, I'm going to stop here before it's too bad, but not too soon and adjust things and then back on the road. And, and they're on the race. They're in the race. It's a busy time. Not, not a great time to stop in a race and thinking you're going to win the race. But if they don't stop, they're not going to win the race. Their car is going to break down and they won't make the, win the race. So it's that perfectly timed pit stop. And that's, that's what I try to instill in people, if that kind of attunement with your body. I don't want to stop every five seconds and stretch but I don't want to go five hours without stretching. Where is the sweet spot where I can still win the race? I'm still in the race and have the pit stop at that, that works at the right amount at the right time. And it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, trial and error to get that for each person. But once we realize that, then it's like, oh, you know, and not every season of motherhood is a NASCAR race. But certain seasons really are. Certain seasons are. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we, it, it is what it is. And I'm not going to pretend it's not because I do the same thing. But how do I survive and thrive in that that busy season and still not have a, a car, you know, wreck on the side of the road? Yeah. <laughs> so right. This major maintenance. Right. right. So yeah. it, I think that that analogy really helps people see, you know, I'm not saying don't run the race. I'm mm-hmm. not saying don't try to win the race. I'm saying let's be smart about the race, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you finished core foundations. You're still on a journey of figuring out some of your symptoms. What led you to decide to do floor of your core? What kind of symptoms were still lingering? Or was it more of just I want to feel have all the things and feel better. Um, so I do, I did feel like there was maybe a point in the course that, um, I could tell a difference just with, um, I don't, I don't remember what you call it, but like, like when I have to pee, I have to pee. (laughs) Urgency. Urgency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just, it seemed like, it, you know, it felt like it was better for a while and then it kind of went back to what it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, it it's not like. It's just annoying. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just I don't I don't like the feeling of, you know, I might get stuck at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Um, type of thing. And 
Um, so I just was like, yeah, I want, and I thought also that maybe, um, there's this lingering weakness at the pelvic floor level, and maybe that would help with the core strengthening too in my back and whatever. Um, yeah, I don't it's know how to it. it yeah, be. it's all connected. And, and the floor of your core is, are a little bit more, uh, uh, I don't want to say intense, but because um, I wouldn't call it intense, but there's definitely it, it takes a little bit more mental uh, connection to your body. And I always feel like people starting at core foundations helps kind of give you some foundational strength. And a lot of times pelvic floor symptoms resolve or improve dramatically just in that process. And then lingering stuff you're, you kind of have this foundational connection and strength to move forward from. And then we go Mm -hmm. into a lot of different pelvic floor functional weakness symptoms and, Mm -hmm. and see how we can improve that. And I, I always feel like, I feel like everybody should do it, even if they don't currently have pelvic floor problems, because, um, I think being proactive in our, in our connection to our pelvic floor is, is so helpful. Prevent it. Mm -hmm. Prevention is way easier than treatment, especially with pelvic floor stuff. So if we can get people connected and, and, and knowing that it's not a bunch of kegels necessarily, it's not a bunch of squeeze, 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 that's not the function of the pelvic floor, um, and, and giving you strategies to kind of really look at the connection and coordination and blood flow and the postural component of those muscles, um, I think that that can be really empowering and freeing in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what is, we're going to start wrapping it up. What is something that I, you had mentioned, I wish I had started this nine years ago, but what is something that legitimately you, if you thinking back to that person you were in that moment, when you first heard about the tummy team, um, what is something you could you feel like you could have said to her that she would have been able to maybe give this a chance? I know you felt like, oh, I couldn't hear anything, but do you yeah. think? Um, well, so, you know, of course, at the time, I didn't really have any um, symptoms yet to speak of. Mm-hmm. So if I could have told myself, these are things you might be dealing with later. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think that I could have listened to that. And I think also, you know, just right then I just, I had too much going on, um, mm-hmm. in my mind. I think if it had even been a month later, yeah, um, you know, that I could have probably processed it a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, does it help you to hear other people's journeys and stories? Yes, and, yeah. Definitely. Because it, it makes me like, I've listened to a few different ones and it's very much like, oh, that's not just me. Like other people deal with that too. And yeah. um, I think that's one thing like with your course um, that I just really, really appreciated was um, I, I felt very isolated in my problems. You know, like this is just me that like uh, my stomach won't go in or um, it's just me that deals with these back issues like this. Uh, yeah, kind of the idea like something's wrong with me. Yeah. Um, 
And hearing, you know, and even just like, like the things that you were saying, like, be, be kind to yourself. And that, you know, like, you, you brought these beautiful children into the world, your body should look like this, you know, mm-hmm. um, to stop looking at it so negatively, and that there is help, and you can do this on your own. <laughs> yeah, um, that was very, very, I wish that I could have known that then, those things. Yeah. I think giving, I, I think I, I, uh, I infuse the entire program with compassion, self-compassion, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and, and, and validating that this is hard, that, mm-hmm. and it's okay to want to feel better and want to feel better like yesterday. Um, yeah. but your body has done something miraculous and maybe has been through a lot. And how can we nurture it back to its best self instead of abuse it back to its best self, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if back in that time when you went at the wedding, when you heard that, um, if the person sharing were able to share a little bit more about how it helped them, Mm -hmm. I think that's when people, people will come to me and say, Oh gosh, you know, my sister-in-law is struggling so much. I don't know how to share this with her because she's overwhelmed and I don't want her to feel like I'm judging her or telling her what to do. What I consistently say is just share your story. Just say, Hey, mother, that stage of motherhood was really hard for me. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but this is how, what I was feeling and how desperate I was feeling, how alone I was feeling in the moment. And these are the things that helped me. And I wish I had known earlier that there was help and just leave it at that, you know, Mm -hmm. because a lot, if they want to know more, they'll say, well, tell me more about that, where I'm feeling that way too. Most of us feel alone and feel like we are already doing the very best we can. I cannot take advice to do more because yeah. I am at my capacity, I cannot do more. And so to be to 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 know that somebody else was at their capacity too, and we're not actually going to tell you to do more. We're going to help you do what you're already doing better, so mm-hmm. it's easier and it mm-hmm. feels you feel better doing what you have to do. And that's what I try to tell people: is yes, there are some things to do, um, but ultimately everything is to help you do what you're already doing better. And, um, and, and that's the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, to help us yeah. be strong moms. Yeah. And I probably, I feel like I kind of ran over more of the negative side, like with just put plowing through and then dealing with back issues. But I mean, I do have positive things too, which is mm-hmm. I feel stronger in my core than I did. Um, and I was just at my, midwife again recently, uh, just for a checkup. And I asked her to check my diastasis. And she said she would say it's at least one finger, if not less. Nice. And so that was really exciting for me too, to be like, okay, you know, just that's just since November, that mm-hmm. I've been able to come that far that I am making progress. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was really yeah. good. Yeah. And you know, we we notice the things that aren't better faster than we notice the things that are better. Um, That's just the way we we function. And that's okay. Um, I know I've seen you make really good progress. I I, I remember 
um, asking you to do this podcast. And, and the reason I wanted you to do the podcast is, well, lots of reasons, but the main reason was you had said something like, you know, building this into my everyday life was the game changer for me. Like figuring, realizing that how I'm doing little things in the kitchen and with my kids and how to make those things was, mm-hmm. you know, better um, was really game changing. And and that, I feel like that's what a lot of moms need to hear is that mm-hmm. you know, that's our ultimate goal. I'm not going to shame you into doing thousands of exercises or anything like that, you know? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to give you the the minimum um, that you need to do to uh, build the strength for the things you want to do. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And I know like at the end, there's so many exercises at the end as you're trying to figure out which ones feel good to you and which yeah. ones work the best. And my girls are like, mom, this is intense. <laughs> what? Why do you do so much? And um, But I, I did feel like, you know, I found the ones that feel good to me. And I don't do them all all the time. And I really love that, that like you said about your toolbox, yeah, um, that these are available, but I don't have to do every tool, every every day, 40 every day. No, Um, no. It's really, really, really doable. Yeah. I, I, I have learned a lot over the years of doing this work and I'm still learning. Um, I always am like, okay, you know, they're spending this money, they're investing in this. I want to give them a lot. Um, So, you know, often what happens is, you know, if you give people one too many things, they don't do anything. So I have to, even when I give people, hey, there's this strategy for this, but if that's not your issue, let's not put that on your list, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's a strategy for this, but if that's not your issue, Let's not put that on your list right now. Like, you know, I I try to coach people through the course of like, I'm giving you guys these options, but also coaching you through how to pick the ones that are going to work best for you. Right. Yeah. Okay. I know we're running past time and I really appreciate your time. And, um, and I just thank you so much for sharing. And I, I love that you shared all the pieces, the things that work, the things that work, got worse and then got better and how you figured that out. Cause I want, I want people to recognize that this isn't about perfectionism. You know, there are bumps in the journey, but we still keep moving forward. And, um, and, and, you know, our body has this incredible capacity to heal and mm-hmm. I just want to give it every opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this podcast um, and to listen, listening to Micah's story. I'm going to um, put some some notes in the podcast section so you can find out more about the Tummy Team, Core Foundations, um, how to get an e-session or a free consult with us, and um, just how to be strong for the life you are meant to live. Um, check out, we have uh, more podcasts coming and look at what we do at thetummyteam.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to find out more about all that we do, check out thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you are meant to live.